Welcome to ISA's Arborviews podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. I'm Bob Polumsky, your host on this episode of Arborviews. Jessica Vogt is a doctoral student in environmental science at the School of Public and Environmental Affairs at Indiana University in Bloomington. Working under the advisement of Dr. Bernie Fisher, Jess is currently studying the biophysical and ecological outcomes of planning, policy, and management as they relate to urban vegetation. She received a Master of Science in Environmental Science and a Master of Public Affairs from the School of Public and Environmental Affairs in December 2011, and in 2009, she earned a Bachelor of Arts in Biology and Environmental Science from Lawrence University in Appleton, Wisconsin. And I'm happy to report also that Jess had been the recipient of the 2012 Garden Club of America Urban Forestry Fellowship. Hello, Jess, or Jessica. Jess is fine. Jess, thank you so much for joining us today in Arborview. Sure. And let, let's talk about uh, your doctoral research, but particularly, for our arborists who are listening to this program, what are the benefits of predicting tree growth and success in an urban environment? Well, the research that we're doing stems from our relationship with a nonprofit, Keep Indianapolis Beautiful, in Indianapolis and Marion County, Indiana. And they, like a lot of nonprofits in urban forestry, collect all sorts of information when they plant trees. So they might know the location of the tree, the species, the size at planting, the type of planting packaging, what nursery it came from, all sorts of information. And this information often then just goes to waste from a research perspective because the nonprofit often doesn't have the resources to go back and check up on how their trees are doing. So, uh, this, well, this problem is then compounded by the fact that urban tree growth in heterogeneous cities where there's lots of messy factors is an understudied area of arboriculture. So our research attempts to go back and look at these trees that Keep Indianapolis Beautiful has planted over the past five or six years and re-measure them or re-inventory them to get an idea of how they're doing, how they're growing, um, and get an idea of how what factors might be most influential on their growth and survival so that we can feed this information back to the nonprofit, in this case, Keep Indianapolis Beautiful, who can then change how they plant trees to be more successful um, as a nonprofit and plant better trees and maximize the benefits of the urban forest. Just that, that's really brilliant because <laughs> you're right. There are so many municipalities that collect all this data mm-hmm. and then it just languishes somewhere. But I just want to make, make it clear to myself as well as to our listeners, what, what do you do? with the data that's collected by those volunteers. Do you still account for that? Uh, can you also be have some assurance of the validity of the data collected by those volunteers? How do you work that data versus the data you collect? Well, the data that KIB has from at planting is actually most of the time collected by the nursery. And so it comes with the trees. They come with and basically an attached size at planting, and this might be a caliper measurement, or it might be a gallon container that they were planted in. Um, so all of this information comes from the nursery, and so then in KIB's case, Keeping Up is Beautiful, they take the information and dump it into a database and just don't delete it. Um, so it just kind of sits there, and so then when we went back and remeasured the trees, um, we we also remeasured caliper, so when we're talking about 
growth of these trees, we're talking about an increase in caliper. Um, so that's how that's how we speak about growth. I understand. Okay. And uh, so I was wondering with regard to these volunteers, uh, were they taking data over the course of this planting of these newly planted trees? I guess was it a six-year period? They had collected data on an annual basis? Mm -hmm. They'd collected data at planting and this past summer and the summer of 2011 uh, we developed uh, what we call a planted tree reinventory protocol to collect a bunch of additional information in addition to your basic tree biometrics, the size, the um, you know height of the tree, all of that stuff. We also collected information about the width of the planting area, the length of the planting area, um, other trees within 10 meters and 20 meter radius, just a bunch of variables to get a sense of both the trees, uh, the tree's location in the landscape and also the factors that might be then influencing whether or not that tree grows or how that tree grows and whether it survives. All right, and so I was just curious now, for the municipalities and nonprofits that collect data, what are important criteria that they should be recording? Well, uh, that really varies for nonprofits, but um, the basic information that I think most urban forestry nonprofits would want to know is mortality. So that's you definitely want to check whether or not the tree is living or dead. Um, and so for this, you need you uh, this mortality can give you a measure of how well your population of trees are doing and also from a nonprofit perspective they may plant a hundred trees but if only 90 of those survive to the second year then when they say they've planted a hundred trees that really doesn't mean a hundred trees um, and so good responsible nonprofits I think would all love to know how many trees they are really establishing in the landscape rather than those that are just surviving mm -hmm. um, and then They'd also want to know that those trees are growing and are increasing in size because small trees don't provide as many benefits as big trees. Right, and so mortality would be that, that first important component yeah. of, of this measurement plan. Now we're also talking about the diameter of breast height, the DBA. Yes, um, some sort of size measurement. Um, in our case, working with Keep Minneapolis Beautiful, we took caliper as well as DBH because caliper is what we have at planting. Uh, and the important thing in growth measurements is growth is a rate over time. So you need to have either two points in time, so a growth at, or a size at time one and a size at time two, or you might need to core the tree and, for instance, you can measure the ring. Um, but for most of the small trees that we've worked with, uh, and especially for trees planted in the last five years, a core is probably not accurate and also just is going to do a lot of damage to a really tiny tree. So measuring the size at two points in time uh, and some people will choose to measure height for instance an increase in height or in, an increase in canopy spread is an another measurement of size. So it really depends upon what uh, what you're interested in, whether you're in interested in tree performance. So if you're really interested in carbon sequestration by the tree, you're going to want to measure that diameter at breast height to get at how much biomass is increasing. But if you're measuring energy conservation, you might be more interested in the canopy spread for potential shade. So there's different types of growth measurements that you could take depending upon what your ultimate 
purpose of using those measurements for. And I'm just I'm wondering now, with regard to collecting this data, wouldn't it probably behoove a, a municipality to figure out what do we want to do with this data? Exactly. And then once they figure that out, then let's decide on what we will collect. Yes. And then with that being said, you already talked about a number of the benefits, but uh, can you talk about the importance of collecting this data and reporting it, and even maybe seeing the role of maybe a consulting arborist, perhaps, who could offer information to these municipalities to reinforce the importance of this data with regard to improving the, the canopy cover as well as the longevity of these plantings? Mm -hmm. So the, the perspective that I take, and uh, I think that a lot of my colleagues in the urban, the ISA Urban Tree Growth and Longevity Working Group take as well, is that this information should be consistently collected so that we can start to compare not only within a municipality over time to see how the benefits of their urban forest are changing or even the benefits of an individual tree are changing over time, but also compare across municipalities and organizations. And that's really where standardization of some sort comes into play. Um, so the Urban Tree Growth and Longevity Working Group of ISA is just in the very early stages of a process of developing a, a standardized protocol that we can use. And um, we're thinking that we'll have a core set of variables that will be something that everybody who wants to participate in the standardized data collection collects, and then also a series of satellite protocols that will address any of the specific questions. So one might address the benefits, the performance aspect. One might really get at the growth. One might really get at pet tracking pests vulnerabilities and distributions. Well, just I think it's just really brilliant that, that it's, I know it's in its uh, beginning stages, but just over the years I've seen all these cities collecting all this data, and I'm just thinking we could mine that for so much information. Yes. But there is, of course, that concern uh, about being able to extrapolate across all this terrain, mm -hmm. but I like your idea, and if you could just briefly tell us uh, a little bit about this working group before we close this mm -hmm. overview, because I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this program would like to know about the efforts of the working group that you're a member of. Yeah. So the Urban Tree Growth and Longevity Working Group, and it should pop up on Google if you type in Urban Tree Growth and Longevity and ISA. It's a newer working group that started out of a symposium at the Morton Arboretum last September. And we had another symposium this Tuesday, um, this morning, at, at the ISA conference. And we're starting to develop, to talk with stakeholders at all levels, so everybody from the consulting arborists to the nonprofits to the municipalities to the researchers to people at the Forest Service and academia at all sorts of levels, everywhere that the urban forestry community is, we want to get a broad participation because we want whatever protocol we develop for urban tree growth and longevity monitoring to be usable and used by all of these different parties. So that's what we're just in the process of getting together conversations. Um, and if you're interested in signing up for our newsletter, there's a newsletter and there's a link on the website to the newsletter as well. Well, Jess, I'm just so happy to see the energy and the enthusiasm <laughs> you bring to the table here, but also knowing that our community forests are in really good hands if there are a lot more people like yourself addressing these issues. Thank you so much for joining me today on Arborview. Thanks for having me. Jessica Vogt is a doctoral student in environmental science at the School of Public and Environmental Affairs at Indiana University in Bloomington. <laughs>